Welcome to our Catechism class. It's a weekly look at the Heidelberg Catechism to help you learn Christian doctrine with a warm and practical application. Each lesson has its own study guide, and the web link to find that guide can be found in the episode notes. Okay, let's start the lesson. Today I want to look at a little bit of the Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 31, and the topic is the keys of the kingdom. And for this study I need you to turn to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 19. If you have a copy of the Heidelberg Catechism, open it at Lord's Day 31. If you haven't, uh, then you should uh, get in touch with me and I'll get you one. Uh, but meanwhile I have put the questions and answers on the study guide that has been supplied. So we turn to Matthew 16 and verse 19 where the Lord Jesus says to Peter, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So in this section of the Catechism our instructor is asking us to consider the question what are the keys of the kingdom of heaven? That's a puzzling idea to most of us. I know I've often wondered about that. In Matthew chapter 16, Jesus is conferring upon Peter what the Roman Catholics call the office of the keys. And it almost would seem like Peter, and of course, according to the Catholics, his successors, the popes, it would seem that they are being given extraordinary power. It is that he is able to admit people to God's kingdom, some people, and to exclude others. Now you can see how great a power that would be if that were true. And you could also see how later on, in later centuries, this could be abused by Rome, when popes could charge money for indulgences, uh, for example to lessen the time a soul would spend in purgatory, and to admit them to heaven. So our instructor in the Heidelberg Catechism helps us to understand what Jesus really meant when he talked about the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And he tells us that the keys of the kingdom of heaven um, consists of two parts, the preaching of the gospel and discipline. Now we're just going to deal with the first of those in this little lesson, and then next time when we have the next catechism class we'll look at the second one. So the keys of the kingdom of heaven is the preaching of the gospel. The Catechist tells us to, that entry to the kingdom of heaven is both opened and closed by the preaching of the gospel. Now what does he mean by that? Well first of all, when the gospel is declared to sinners, that admits them to heaven. The Catechist says, according to the command of Christ, the kingdom of heaven is opened when it is proclaimed and publicly testified to each and every believer that God has really forgiven all their sins for the sake of Christ's merits, as often as they by true faith accept the promise of the gospel. So when we declare the good news that God has made a way of salvation in Christ, when we offer the gospel to sinners, we hold out to them the key to God's kingdom. Now notice carefully what the Catechist tell, teaches us here about this. He tells us that only believers 
will receive that good news, the gospel. Every believer that God has really forgiven all their sins. Believers. Now we know from the scriptures that no one can come to God for salvation without first being called by God, being awakened from their blinded sinful state. For we've learned already that sinners are dead in their trespasses and in their sins. In John chapter 6 and verse 37, Jesus said, All that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will by no means cast out. It becomes a temptation there for us to quote the second part of the verse without quoting the first part. There's two parts to it. Everyone who comes to the Lord will never be cast out. But you won't come unless the Father has already ordained that you would come. So although we know that only those who are the Lord's people will come, those who have been called by God, nevertheless we do proclaim the gospel to all mankind. Because we don't know who are his and who are not. We don't know who will respond to the gospel and who, who won't. We don't know who are the Lord's elect and who are not. So our commission is to proclaim the gospel to everyone, knowing that eventually and ultimately only those who have been called by the Father will come be saved. The second thing that the Catechist wants us to see here is the word faith. As often as they by true faith accept the promise of the gospel. Now you cannot come to the Lord without faith. And as we notice when we were reading Ephesians chapter 2, saving faith is the gift of God. It is not of works. We can't work faith up within ourselves. We can't have faith on our own. We need faith to be granted to us by God. So when we preach and pro proclaim the gospel, we actually open heaven to those whom the Lord has chosen, those who will hear and through the work of the Holy Spirit will respond and come to Christ, holding on to the promise of salvation and eternal life in Christ. So the gospel declared to sinners the good news that Christ has died on the cross for sinners will open the door of heaven to those who hear and who will come. The second thing then is that the gospel declared to sinners also restricts our entry to heaven. The Catechist is very careful about this. He says the kingdom of heaven is closed. Remember, the key not only opens heaven, but it closes it. The Catechist says the kingdom of heaven is closed when it is proclaimed and testified to all unbelievers and hypocrites that the wrath of God and eternal condemnation rest on them as long as they do not repent. Now the key word in this part of the Catechism is the word repent. There will be those who will hear the gospel and they will harden their hearts against the message. They will hear that they were their sinners and that they must repent of their sins and in hearing that message they will refuse. They won't accept that they're sinners. They believe that they're good enough to get to heaven and they will never accept the fact that they must repent. 
Recently at a funeral service, I met some of those people. Some of them said to one of the funeral directors standing nearby, We don't want to hear any of that born-again stuff. And I asked myself, I wonder why not? Why would someone not want to hear the good news that all of their sins can be forgiven? Why would someone not want to hear the good news that they can go to heaven, that they can have eternal life? What would be so offensive about such a message? Well, the Catechist tells us it's because they don't want to repent of their sins. And so long as they will not repent, heaven is closed to them. And the key to the kingdom has been firmly turned to exclude them. Now every time the gospel is preached, people will hear. And they will react in one of two ways. They will hear and they will repent. And by faith they will believe. Or they will hear and they will refuse to repent. And they will be excluded from God's kingdom forever and ever. It is in this way that the gospel that is preached on earth mirrors God's judgment. It divides us into the saved and the lost. Those who will hear and repent and those who will hear and will not repent and come to Christ. And that's a mirror image of the day of judgment when all of the hearts of men will be open before God. The Catechist adds, according to this testimony of the gospel, God will judge both in this life and in the life to come. Here's the basis of God's judgment. When you heard the gospel message, did you trust Christ? Did you repent of your sins? Did you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ so that you might be saved? Or did you refuse to repent and reject the message? Jesus states this for us again at the Great Commission in John chapter 20. Verse 21, Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, and if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. The keys of the kingdom is the preaching of the gospel. It turns the lock in the door, or it opens the door for sinners. Now let's go back to our original question. The catechist had asked, what are the keys of the kingdom of heaven? And our instructor tells us in question 84 that one of those keys is the gospel. But there's a second key mentioned in question 85, and that is discipline. And in our next catechism class, we look at discipline and see what it is and how it relates to the keys of the kingdom. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, Please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.